0: Hello and welcome to A Queer Understanding, weekly conversations about all things queer. We are your hosts, Dr. Angelica Thompson and Kessa Thompson. For more information about the show and to hear more episodes, visit us at aqueerunderstanding.com. Leonard Colleen Jr. was born in Texas, where he's lived his entire life. His father is from America and his mother is from Jamaica. During high school, he was class president for three years. He played percussion and band and was color guard captain. He currently attends Texas State University as a full-time student and is studying accounting. Here's our conversation. Welcome, Leonard. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thanks for coming on. No problem. So you are the first young adult that we're having on the program. So we have you be able to provide a lot of insight for us about what's going on in your generation? Why don't you start yeah. by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: So I'm 18. I'm currently in college right now. I came out to my parents around 12, like a week before my 13th birthday. I haven't really dated many people, but... I'm- I'm still trying to learn how to go through life.
0: So, what was it like growing up in a small, small town in Texas? Because you grew up in Killeen, right? In Killeen, Texas. Mm-hmm. like growing up there in such a conservative environment, being a young, black, gay man.
1: So, in Killeen, I didn't really see any like homophobia. But I did try to come out as a young little kid. But my mom said that I was too young to know. But I didn't really experience anything until we moved to Temple. And then that's really, I had a more open wide view to everything. I started seeing more gay people out, more videos. And then that's when uh, gay marriage was legalized. And then that was whenever I was able to date my first boyfriend.
0: Yeah, okay. What was it like in school in uh, Temple compared to Wacom?
1: So in Temple, I would say there's more racism and i'd say more bullying because in Colleen, it was more of a community since i was surrounded by black people and then in temple it was more fully white and maybe a few hispanics and then i was basically the minority so it's kind of hard to relate to everyone
0: right so do you have any specific examples of being bullied because of how you identify high school there
1: Oh yes, definitely. During high school I'd been going through the hall I'd just be walking, trying to leave someone would run by me, and call me a faggot and then just go off tell me to move about the way hmm. or they'd little, make little backhanded comments like, oh I'm fine with you being gay as long as you don't like me
0: Wow So with that happening, did the administration know about it? Did you tell anyone about it? or it
1: No, I- I kind of just kept it to my friends or to myself and didn't really want to make a big is- issue about it.
0: But with that, did you experience any form of depression because of the bullying in high school?
1: Not from that, but I did experience depression, but it was like separate issues.
0: Okay. You know, I'm really sorry I had to go through that. That's something that no, no child should have to go through. So that you are in school and you're bullied for who you are, you know, it's tolerated.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, that's why these conversations are important, how to change society, change the narrative of being homosexual in society. So you said something interesting that you tried to come out when you were younger. So how were you and, and what was that conversation like?
1: So I remember this specifically. I asked my sister to stay in the house because we were about to go out. And I asked her to stay in the house for a second. And then I went to the car with my mom. And I tried to tell her that I was gay. And she was like, you don't know what that is. (laughs) And then I think I cried about it. No. To me, a fault major. But like... I guess I understand where she was coming from at that point. Because I really didn't understand anything. I just knew I didn't really like girls.
0: Okay. And how old were
1: you again? Maybe like eight or seven.
0: Okay. And so then when you came out again, and, and I understand correctly, that you were, you said you were like a week before your 13th birthday. and You had had a little more exposure to the community. And at that time, gay
1: marriage
0: realized. Yes. Okay. And so then when you came out then, what was the response?
1: My mom cried. <laughs> she said she would never want me to feel like I was unaccepted like, by them. I was scared of my dad, though. Because throughout my entire life, he would pull me aside, ask me if I was gay, and tell me how being gay is wrong, and I will go to hell and talk about the Bible for hours. So then, anytime we he would tell me to come to his room, I'd always get nervous, sweaty. Yeah. So I was afraid of he was gonna say because he always said I was gonna go to hell for being gay. Wow!
0: Did your mom know how, what your dad's attitude was?
1: I don't think so, because I mentioned it maybe a few months ago, and she said she never knew that happened. Um.
0: um yeah. So how is he given that you're open to gay? You're not. To be being
1: you are your always a relationship i think a relationship is fine with that aspect i think it just took him a little time to get used to it
0: that's good so you mentioned that people in the hall would bully you at that time were you out or was it something that people assumed
1: i was out but also people didn't really know unless they were like friends with me so they just assumed it
0: Okay. Now, you mentioned a boyfriend, like your first boyfriend.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And so how old were you when, when that happened?
1: I was also 12. Okay. It was before I came out to my mom, which is how she found that out, because she found out that we were dating. Okay. And then she told my dad.
0: Okay. So she owed you. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. So, um... So what was that relationship like? Was it just like, Man, oh, I have a boyfriend?
1: You it was five days. It <laughs> was five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he started to tell everyone around school, and I didn't like that. So. Oh,
0: you yeah. broke up with him because he was happy.
1: Yeah. really
0: your business. He was happy to have you in his life.
1: Yeah, I get that, but I wasn't ready at the time. Yeah.
0: Right. So. After you came out, did you have other relationships in high school?
1: Yes, I had one other relationship during high school. And it was only around like two months, but it didn't really end that well.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> did you consider yourself of being in love or you were just testing the water?
1: I'd say testing the water. Because I don't really like to say I love you or any of that uh, too quickly. I like to wait a long time. Yeah. And then I don't like when people try pr- to pressure me into saying that. Yeah. And I think I was in that situation.
0: Right. Yeah, I understand that. It's better to, to be sure before you say yeah. it wrong. So you, what year are you in college now? I'm a freshman. Was your second semester? Yes. Okay. And what school do you attend?
1: Texas State University in San Marcos.
0: Okay. And how is it there as far as accepting the overall attitude towards gay people and towards Black people? I'm not familiar with the university. I don't know if it's predominantly white or what the situation is. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: They said it's more like diverse, but I haven't really seen it. I see a couple Mm -hmm. of white people here and there. But I don't really okay. see it, and then there's no like predominantly like black fraternities or sororities that I see. And then with acceptance, I'd say I haven't really experienced any homophobia. Usually, everyone's pretty open to anything here.
0: Okay, so do they have a, a good like rainbow club or LGBTQI plus club or something like? Yes,
1: they do have a. Couple of clubs I haven't gone to any, but I know they had
0: them. Okay. So, have you found anywhere to date there in college?
1: No, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I talked to my mom, and she said we agreed that I wasn't going to date for the first year of college, and I was just going to focus on school.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's very good. That's really good.
1: But also, I think <laughs> right now. Predominantly, everyone's in the hookup culture, right. as, as they would call it. So nobody's really looking to date. They're just looking to have sex.
0: Right. So, is that you think that's reflective of your generation, of just kids in college in general, specific to the gay culture, or what do you attribute it to?
1: I think it's a part, it can be a little bit from college, but for my generation, I think a lot of it, they're really sexualized and they're not really thinking about dating too much within the gay culture.
0: So, which scene, how do you feel about that as a young black really girl, serious about like Before I say you, are you, so when you're ready to date in your second year of
1: college, because you obviously want
0: to year? are you looking <laughs> for something serious?
1: Kind of serious, but not too serious. <laughs> okay. so I don't want it to affect my schoolwork. Right, I just right. want some, like, someone to make me happy, enjoy time being there. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I don't want to be stressing about it.
0: Okay, I'm sure you want the option of something turning into something if it does naturally flowed that way. You don't want to wind up getting with someone and they're only interested in sex, and then there's nothing beyond that.
1: I think that's how a lot of relationships nowadays start. With sex? And then that's how, yeah. (laughs) And then they continue through that. It's what I've been seeing, like, from college.
0: Okay. Okay. How do young gay men meet each other where you are? uh, Does not seem to be, I know that Kathy asked about any associations, but do you just meet other people? Or are you on any app, dating apps, or what? Or people just slide into your inbox on whatever app <laughs> you
1: No, know, so sometimes in public you can know, like you're gay ourselves, you just mm-hmm. know that you're gay. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to tell. So I am on some apps like Grinder or Tinder, but I don't really like dating apps. And Grinder isn't really a dating app; they kind of use it for hookups. So I stopped using that.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's hard to meet people who actually want to date and not just want to hook up.
0: Right. Right. So besides issues with dating, what other issues would you say are facing teens and young adults today?
1: Like just gay teens?
0: Yeah, let's start with that.
1: I'd say they're not that much aware of STDs and like HIV. Okay. And I feel like a lot of the time they don't use protection Hmm. from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from people that I do know that are gay. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Is that just a whole attitude of we feel better without it or just general irresponsibility of not being prepared and bringing condoms or what do you think it is?
1: I think it's both in that they think since we're guys and we can't get pregnant, there's no reason to really use a condom. But as we're seeing right now, heterosexuals they they have more HIV than gay people right now.
0: Right. It has an interesting attitude. There's definitely more things of concern than pregnancy. I've been seeing a lot of commercials from, or a lot of campaigns lately about getting tested, about treatment, and things Perfect like stuff. that. Yeah. So hopefully,
1: think. Do,
0: do you think that those resonate with people your age, or that's just something that they kind of ignore.
1: I think they ignore it mostly. Yeah, I don't think they think about it at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think there need to be more focus on educating young queer teens about sex and um, about gay relationship and stuff, so they can understand more about not, like you say, for heterosexual relationship, they talk a lot about mm-hmm. pregnancy, but for queer relationship, the most thing you need to talk about H- HIV and AIDS which is not so up a part of the educational system. As a young adult, no. do you think they need to be more focused around educating our queer teens on health and sexuality?
1: I think they do. And I've noticed this throughout high school. They never mention anything about gay people nor HIV or STDs that we can catch or how to have safe sex like being gay. They only mentioned pregnancy, as you mentioned, which I think that was really wrong of them to do. So we wouldn't really know how to protect ourselves.
0: Right. So you spoke a bit about your mom or your dad and being accepted and some of the stuff you went through. What about your extended family? Did you have any issues with
1: anyone? I haven't had any issues with extended family because the only people that I think know are really aunts. I don't think any of my male family knows. And then from my mother's side, I don't know exactly if they know or not. I was afraid of my aunt because she's really religious. So I don't know if she knows or not, but I wasn't planning on telling her.
0: Right. So do you feel nervous about the extended male family knowing?
1: do but also currently right now I wouldn't care if they knew or not and I don't think it would be a big difference since my mom told me that my aunt came out as a lesbian and they didn't really care okay but men seem to fetishize lesbian
0: right
1: and then <laughs> be homophobic towards gay men
0: yeah why do you think that is
1: I think they think they can turn like be with the lesbian which is why they like them like, they're like, oh, I can have two girls.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> and then when they think of like two guys, they don't like that. So then they're hateful.
0: Right. They don't take like men's relationship with serious because they're like, well, all I can do is just get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned twice one of your aunts being dad. Inger. I don't know how much exposure you had growing up you know, in the church, but what role do you think? and did homophobia?
1: I'd say within the Black community specifically, it plays a lot because that's what they root their hate around. Mm-hmm. Or that's how they justify their hate. They say it's from the Bible. And then that made me start to hate church because right. I felt like I wasn't loved. But then at some point, I just decided to not go to church and find my own path. And I think that's helped a lot. But with Black culture, I think them using the Bible to explain everything that they hate is wrong. And then I don't like the fact that they oppress their own people whenever situations like that happen.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it's very common throughout the world in Black culture where the religion is used to hate people of the LGBTQ plus community. So it's something that needs to be addressed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's really unfortunate because, as you said, it, that was me my question. Did, did that type of attitude kind of turn you off from church and from religion altogether, which you said it, it did? We spoke to someone yesterday who did the ministry, and she's gay, and she's focusing on spirituality, Geared towards the queer community because of the same experiences that she had with being basically beaten over the head with the Bible, saying what food is wrong and how you feel. So it's definitely an issue. Right. So you say you're going to go into your second year of college soon. So, what are your visions for the future? What, what would you like to see in the Black gay community?
1: I'd like to see more representation in the media predominantly because there's no one you can just associate with both cultures. Because like the talk we had before, we can only mention maybe three people top that are Black and gay that are shown widely. So if we had more representation, I think we'd be more accepted slowly throughout time.
0: What do you think about the representation that is there? Do you think it's more stereotypical or what
1: mm, i think some of it is stereotypical but not completely because everybody's personality is different so like i talked with cassie about Lil nas because he came out as skate around four years ago and now he's pretty popular and well known as a black gay man in media and he's always known about breaking records or doing something new that's causing everybody to go wild which I, I do like that. He's yeah. showing representation for us.
0: Yeah, so you wanna see more little nuts X in
1: or <laughs> Yes.
0: You can be one of those little nuts eggs. I could. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, where where there isn't a path, create one. Yes. Cause little nuts X, I I think a lot of people expected him to fall from fame, warranty card. After he did that country song, and then he would have, like, Hey, I am gonna live my truth and I'm gonna do me. I think a lot of people are expecting him to be like just washed away, but every every day he does something new and creates a new idea. I Mainstream media, everybody just talking about it. Yeah, I think part of that is that people, regardless of what the thing is, people like people who both but the culture, but the norm. So whether most people don't like you as a sexuality, or your race, whatever the case may be, if you are standing up for yourself and and really even not just standing up for himself. I mean he just like, this is who I am. There are a lot of people like me gonna see it. I wanna gay up everything that I can gay up so that so that you can be uncomfortable until you can get comfortable with it. Right. I know you spoke a lot about casual dating and our really see so mm-hmm. future. Would you want to get married, have kids?
1: I do want to get married. I don't know about kids, though. I always dreamed of kids, but I think I want to enjoy my life before I take care of someone else. And-
0: okay. yeah, It is a big responsibility. Okay. So you see yourself getting married one day. That's awesome we went to a lot. Do I be right to get married?
1: Yes. I always dream about my perfect wedding. I think about the songs, who's going to be there. I like write it down in my notes. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's okay. where, is it, where do you want to get it? Or.
1: Oh, I'm not really sure where. <laughs> Anything's fine. I, it's just, I want like just a nice moment. Mm. Like the perfect music.
0: That's awesome. What do you think about when you see some gay men, or maybe they're not gay, dressing in what's traditionally feminine clothing? Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: I think it's fine. I have no issue with it. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could wear that. But I'm not really that confident in like clothes I wear mm-hmm. or like my body. But I think it's really nice that people are that confident to wear clothes that they like. Right. Right. And then look good in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause you should be able to be who you are and live your truth at any moment. Yeah. Express yourself however Definitely. you want, want to express yourself. So what advice would you give someone your age or as a teen who's afraid to come out to their family?
1: I'd say wait until you're ready. Yeah. Be comfortable with yourself before you make someone else have to like experience your comfortableness.
0: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, listen, there you have it. We just spoke with Leonard Colleen. He's a freshman at Texas State University in Texas, a black demon that grew up in small town Texas and he's not afraid to live his truth and be who he is. Wanna say thank you for tuning in to another week off of a queer standards podcast. Thanks, Leonard.
1: You're welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to A Queer Understanding. We hope you heard something that resonated with or inspired you. Join us next week right here at A Queer Understanding. And as always, live your truth and be unapologetically you.